Good morning, I'm Tom Robinson. This is Precision Talk. It's brought to you by HTSAG, and we're joined by Adam Gittins, General Manager of HTSAG, and we're going to talk drones here today. It still is National Drone Safety Awareness Week that started here earlier in the week. And Adam just returned from the CompTIA year-end planning meeting in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And uh, Adam, thanks for joining us. Let's talk drones. I know it's National Drone Safety Awareness Week. And uh, run down some of the rules and ways to be safe here. Absolutely, Tom. Good morning. And, yes, November 4th through the 10th is the first ever National Drone Safety Awareness Week. And we are wanting to just continue to highlight that. We talked a little about it last week. But I thought this week we could maybe just take a little bit of a dive into what some of the rules are. How can you operate a drone safely? And the rules are actually pretty clear, Tom. First and foremost, all drones, all UAVs, between 0.55 pounds and 55 pounds must be registered with the FAA before you fly them. That, is, uh, that applies to recreational drones. If you have a kid that gets a drone for a birthday or Christmas and it is over that 0.55 pound mark, it must be registered with the FAA. It's $5 to register and you must have the drone uh, identified with the registration number. It's a lot like putting a license plate on your car. The FAA needs to have those, uh, those aircrafts identified. If something is to go wrong, they know who that, that uh, belongs to. So that's probably the biggest thing is absolutely 100% of the drones in that weight category must be registered. Uh, you know, another real common thing people forget about or maybe aren't aware of is we are required by the FAA to always maintain visual line of sight with your drone. You need to see it, not by looking down at the screen, not by uh, any other form other than the, the visual line of sight. So no aids there either. You can't use binoculars, nothing else. You have to physically be able to see your aircraft the entire time that you have it in the air. You never want to fly over people, stadiums, or any sporting events. Never fly within five miles of an airport unless you have authorization to do so. Of course, don't fly more than five or 400 feet above ground level. Never fly around any emergency response efforts uh, like firefighters or any crime scene reconstruction or any emergency response effort going on. Steer clear of those. We also yield the right-of-way to all manned aircraft. So any other plane or any other uh, aircraft in the air, you are to immediately land your drone and, and let that aircraft have the right-of-way. Uh, the most common thing I think of in this case, Tom, is when we get into uh, corn tasseling and we've got a lot of uh, spray planes, aerial applicators flying around at really low altitude. If I so much as hear one of them, I'm immediately pulling down on the sticks and I'm landing my drone. I do not want to cause a mid-air collision and put somebody's life in jeopardy by having my mm -hmm. drone in the air during that time. Uh, don't fly at night and don't drink and fly. I guess that's kind of the the overarching general rules. You know, most of them are common sense. Uh, there's some additional details that fall in there. There's some waivers that you can apply for and and get those. Um, you know, another popular question we get is, can I fly as a recreational pilot or do I need my Part 107? And, and oftentimes farmers are asking us this. Yeah, the FAA defines commercial use as uh, furtherance of a business. So if you're using the drone to check your crops and that is improving or furthering your business, 
then by the FAA's definition, you do need your Part 107 um, remote pilot's certificate. Pretty easy to get. We can certainly help with that. Uh, not, not that big of a deal. So by all means, if you've got questions on any of this, uh, this is certainly something that we have spent a fair bit of time working with the CompTIA Drone Advisory Council that I serve on. You know, we've published uh, drone standards and best practices, and they have that document out and available now for everyone. And all of this information I've actually compiled in a blog article that we've posted out on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and, uh, of course, right on our website at www.htsag.com. And I've also included in that article a link to the CompTIA Drone Standards and Best Practices document that you can go get some more information from. Now, have we had any incidents, Adam, that uh, have led to some rules or rule changes? You know, there is, uh, there's all kinds of bad actors in, in any space. So the most prominent one that comes to mind is the photo of, uh, from a drone of someone taking a picture looking at, down on an airplane mm. landing at McCarran uh, air, airport in Las Vegas. Hmm. And that one has went through the courts and they ultimately could not prove who was controlling the, okay. the drone at the time that happened. So I don't know that any charges actually ended up getting filed on that one. Uh, there's, there's reasons for the rules that the FAA has put together. They are working to continue to expand and uh, should we call it relax the rules a little bit or allow uh, ways to work within the rules and still maintain safety. First and foremost, the, the FAA wants to make sure that we can keep the skies safe. You know, it's long been known that it is more dangerous to get in a car and drive than it is to get in an airplane and fly. They want to maintain some high level of safety in our skies and integrate drones into that national airspace. So uh, it's important to stay current with what the rules are and make sure that we follow them to a T. Very good. Adam, thank you very much. How can folks get hold of you? Well, we are on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram at HTSAG. Of course, you can find us on the Internet, www.htsag.com, or give us a call at 800-741-3305. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Adam, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Tom. Have a great week. You do the same. That's Adam Gittins. General Manager of HTSAG, this is Precision Talk.